It's snacking and get cracking with a snack that packs a protein punch. Pistachios are known for their protein power, fiber, and better for you unsaturated fats for a combination that may help you keep feeling fuller longer. Wonderful Pistachios is a good source of protein with zero gill. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. I love that they come in a variety of sizes and flavors, making this the perfect protein snack for any on-the-go adventure. Check out wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more about how these little green wonders can power up your day. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What up, everyone? This is the Salisa Diamond League live reaction podcast. But more importantly, it is episode number 500. We've done 500 of these episodes. Technically, we've done 502 because there have been two emergency podcasts. We had the NCA shutdown in March of 2020 emergency podcast, and then we had the marijuana suspension for Shikari Richardson emergency podcast. But those are just emergency podcasts. This is the real podcast, episode 500. Can't believe we made it to half of a thousand. Here's to another 500 in the next, till I don't even know. Are we even still going to be on this earth? We'll find out if we can make it to a thousand. Hopefully Colt's still here, still doing podcasts with me in a bunker. A hundred years, a hundred years of Flow Track podcast. Exactly. It would be weird if we ever do get to a thousand, though, because it's like, whoa, that's a that's a big number. Anyway, but enough about the podcast. Thanks for joining us on this uh, late morning on Saturday, uh, early afternoon if you're on the East Coast. Um, but yeah, Diamond League ending with a bang with Shelly and Fraser Price. I think we got to start there. We were trying to think what would be the moment of the meet. So there was a lot of big name stars throughout the fields from the 100, 400 hurdles, the flat 400s. We had some good sprint fields, some good distance fields, Safan Hassan. But ultimately, no one really stood out until the final race, which was the women's 100, which started off with a false start. Didn't know what was going on. Technically, though, everyone was okay. It was a, a clean false start. Brianna Williams was given a chance to run again. And according to the results, her result is still there with the, her 11-11. But all eyes were on the world champion, Shelly and Fraser Price. Gets it done, not just getting the win, which we knew was going to happen, but lowers her season's best down to 10.66, lowering the world lead, only a plus 0.5 wind. 10.66, she's already on 10.67 this year. She now has multiple sub-10.7s in this season, which still has at least 
what, four to five weeks to go before we get to the Diamond League Finals. She did not miss a beat. Wins the award 100 title. Gets silver in the 200. Now comes here, runs a world lead like two weeks later. Shelly Ann Fraser-Price, she's having a hell of a year. And I don't think it's over. I think that this season that she's having is yet to hit its full peak. I thought we had the peak. I, th- I honestly did. I thought the peak was going to be world title. I thought the peak would be like, yeah, you have that 10-6 from early in the year. Now you're just kind of going to sunset into a bunch of 10-7s, 10-8s with some wins and end it with a Diamond League title. But no, she decides, hold up, wait a minute. I ain't finished. She comes in, runs 10-66, very clean, very easy, especially coming off of a, a callback type race. So the nerves might have been a little off. It wasn't that fast of a track. Low, throws down 1066. I'm thinking, all right, when are we going to see her again? What is the next Shelly and Fraser Price move going to be? Because I feel like she has more. I feel like she's going to flirt with a 10-5. I'm not saying, you know, low 10-5s. Maybe. But I'm not saying it. But maybe. But I do think she is due for at least one 10-5 high in the next few weeks. Not sure where that's going to happen. I don't know her exact race schedule, where and when she's going to be running. But you run the world lead, fresh off your world title, you are rolling, and you're rolling in the right way. And Shelly and Fraser Price, Whew. at this age, you, you just, when is it going to end? She's just like, she's turning into the Tom Brady of tra- women's track and field. She's just going to continue and continue to put together dominant performances. So, I don't know. Looking at the chat, uh, some people are, you know, some people are talking about Elaine Thompson Hurrah. I don't even know. Uh, oh, some people talking about Colt is better than Kevin and Gordon. I agree with that. But yeah, if you have, what are your thoughts on Shelly Ann? I mean, they get some, some positive emo, emo, emojis. Uh, so, oh, Ralston said Shelly will be in Monaco next. So, yes. Okay. So, Monaco. Monaco is known for, you know, typically, those are the, that's the place you go to break a record. Mainly on the distance side, but maybe Shelly Ann is looking like, hey, I'm in the best shape of my life. I may even be in the best shape of my career. Why not? Why not me? Why not? Shelly Ann, at age 35, put together and just flip the world upside down. I don't think it's going to be flipped upside down. I'm taking a break from making bold predictions like that, but I do think she's going to run something special. I do think she's going to probably, I mean, she's going to run faster than what she ran today in Monaco. I don't know how fast, much faster, but she's going to run faster. And we just get to sit back. And watch it and uh, enjoy the greatness because, you know, these type of athletes don't come along that often. You know, we are still searching for our next Usain Bolt on the men's side. You know, 10 years from now, we're going to be searching for the next Shelly Ann Fraser Price for multiple decades to come. And so we should enjoy the greatness.
Anyway, all right, let's uh, move on. We're gonna we're, we're gonna rapid fire through the, all these results. What we're gonna do is we're just gonna go in. Uh, we're just gonna go backwards in time. So we'll go back and forth between some distance and sprint events. Uh, women's fifteen hundred. Very honest and fast race, uh, but the winner did not see that coming. Welteji Doribi from Ethiopia beating out Udolf Sagai, who I thought Sagai was the the top dog here, and she just got straight up beat by her. It was an honest race. They were going pretty hard. I mean, they were talking about record times. I was like, this isn't, they're not going to break no like world record like that i was like what's going on in the broadcast come on this is not that type of race but it was honest it was quick um the two ethiopians or i guess you could say three ethiopians go one two three i thought the from american perspective heather mclean with a massive pb running 401 and getting fourth in this race very impressed with that even Corian mcgee who faded to ninth she still ran 402 so it's there's no like shame in these times that some of these americans are running uh, but you know, 1500 without faith Kipiegon, it's kind of be, it, it just automatically becomes a, a second tier event when you don't have the best runner in the world at that moment in the race, but still good, good results, meet record and uh PB or the Ethiopian and <coughs> on the American side, Heather McLean, 401. And she, uh, lower eventually to the sub four club and, Join some other the great uh, current U.S. women runners who are you know in sub four potential like um, like L. Saint Pierre, like uh, Sinclair Johnson, etc. So big ups for Heather McLean. She didn't make the team this year after making the Olympic team last year, but that don't matter. She comes out here and lowers her PB, showing that she it ain't going anywhere for you know the next few years. All right, keep going up the list. Sorry, I have a little bit of a <coughs> cough. I'm working on it. I don't think it's COVID. It may be, but I don't think it is. We'll, we'll find out. Let's go into the women's 200. This was also another race. A lot of storylines to figure out what we're going to get from this 200. Notably, you had the like, ooh, the the newness. You had Gabby, L- Gabby Thomas returning back to run in the 200. You had Shawnee Miller-Weibo now. After saying that she's done with the 400, starting her 200-meter story arc uh, at the end of this season, going into next season. And ultimately, the, the world champion, Sharika Jackson. And it was not even close. I mean, there was a moment when I was like, wait, is Jenna Prandini still in this race? Is she going to like really go stride for stride with Jackson in the final 80? That didn't happen. Uh, Jackson pulled away. Wasn't even close. There was like a moment when I thought like, because of how big of a lead and how big she won by, that I thought the time might have been like potentially something special, like in the 21.5s, 21.4s. But the field made it look deceiving because Shawnee Miller-Webo got second running 22.3. I mean, 22.3 for second in a Diamond League race is not that impressive. So clearly there were just literally just two types of athletes on that track today. There was the Sharika Jackson type athlete who says, I can run 21s in my sleep. And then there was the rest of the field type athletes where, yes, we have the talent to run 21, but today we're not doing it. Today we are just 
getting our legs loose as we start our European trip. And uh, we are just going to be running for a position and we're going to probably all be running in the 22 seconds. So can't really take much from these results from, you know, second through ninth because it looks like a just a giant, you know, uh, jet lag rust buster for them. But Jackson is just so good that she doesn't need that to, she doesn't need to run a 22 mid 22 low to get loose. She can just run 21 eights now as her new baseline. So Sharika Jackson, I think this was a, I mean, it, it wasn't what Shelly Ann ran. Shelly Ann won a world lead, but 200 is different from the 100. I do think Sharika is going to be in line to potentially give us one more holy shit moment. I think we get one more holy shit moment from Sharika Jackson. Don't know where it's going to be. If I had to guess, I would say it would be like, her second to last race. I feel like that would be the one where you get the holy shit moment, the second to last race of her season. Not sure when that will be. But I do think we're due for at least one more whoa from Sharika Jackson. And Shawnee Milwebo looking good. I mean, she beat some good athletes here. Jenna Prandini was there. Gaither was there. Uh, Milwebo, though, still has a long ways to go before we start considering her one of the challengers to the current pecking order of the women's 200. I mean, Miller Weibo's. She got a whole year to figure it out, and I think she will. So that's the women's 200. Keep on going uh, through the results. Uh, men's 800. I mean, come on. They went out. The, the, the rabbit went out in 52 seconds, and there was like a gap between the rabbit and the leaders of the pack. So like the leaders went out, out in like 53, 54 seconds. It's like, what are we doing here, guys? This is a professional meet. And we're running like we are elite high schoolers. It's just like ridiculous. Um, but Manuel Correa, he has that kick, man. It, we, I've been off his train ever since before the Olympics. But now after winning the Olympics and winning the world title, his kick is real. And in these types of races, he's going to be able to pull it out. No matter how much by an inch or a mile, he's going to be able to pull it off. Career takes the win, 145. I mean, let's. there's nothing to talk about in this race. Let's just be honest. 145, what are we doing here? Come on. I mean, Rotich had a good bounce back of uh, season's best, but okay. I was kind of looking forward to see what Hopple, Murphy, and, and even Sawinski would do in this race. They all faded. Um, we need Hopple and Murphy to kind of just – I don't know what it is. Maybe this is the rust buster, but I really, for the sake of U.S. mid-distance running, we need one of those guys just to have like one race that's we can point to and be like, all right, we still got something special going on in the U.S. when it comes to the men's 800. Because right now, Apple and Murphy just aren't what they are capable of. You know, they're capable of so much more. Um, I guess it's a weird year with now worlds being over and. Murphy didn't even make the world team. Hopple didn't even make it out of the first round. So just for U.S. men's 800, it's just been kind of a weird, there's just been a lot of weirdness. And maybe they put something together in the coming weeks uh, to kind of end 2022 with something to look onto to kind of catapult U.S. men's 800-meter running into 2023. Um, moving on, we're just, going, we're just going back in time. Keep on going back in time. The race that was run basically an hour ago, 
men's 400. This is actually not that bad. I'm not going to lie. I, 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 would, I thought it was going to be slower. I thought that Michael Norman was going to go out there and maybe run a 44-5, kind of like what Karate James did and kind of be with the pack. But Michael Norman went for it, man. He, he was looking to put down a fast time. He wasn't running to win it. He was running to try to lower his uh, – maybe not his season's best because he wasn't running 43-4 or 5 today. But – he was trying to put down a, a, a strong mark, and I respect that. He could have put, taken a little bit off the gas, but he didn't. In that final 100, he was still going full stride for stride, trying to like get as much as he could out of this, out of this race. So I respect that. And if he runs 44-11, that's, that's good. I think we talked about this on the podcast yesterday. Like Michael Norman, he needs his PB not to be from an April meet in – Los Angeles at the Mount Sac relays. Like that cannot be one of the great 400 meter runners PB races. It needs to come at a championship, a USA's, a world's, an Olympics, or a notable diamond league. And he's got a few more reps to go. And I think he might be able to finally just get a new PB. So 44-11, fresh off of world's. That's a good starting block. He hasn't skipped a beat. It's kind of wild. You know, he runs so much faster here than it took to win the world title um, a week or two ago. Shows how weird the 400 was on that day. Um, Bryce Dedman had a good race. Got third. Karani James. That's what James is going to do. He's going to be in the mix no matter what. Um, but then after Dedman, there was just a bunch of 45-second performances. So nothing really too crazy. But Norman, 44-11. Let's do this. Got more motivated. This is the moment, Mike. I believe in you. We got five weeks left in the season. Let's get it done. Let's erase that Mount Sack time from your resume and update it. You can do it. That's, I mean, this is like the worst pep talk in the history of pep talks to one of the great 400 meter runners, but I'm doing my part. I'm doing what I can. He's not going to listen to this. He's probably not even know. Doesn't probably even know that the podcast exists. But if he does, know that I believe in you. And you're going to change your personal best to 43.39 at the end of the year. That's what's going to happen. Next event. Going back in reverse order. Uh, women's 400. This kind of is a little bit of a, a preview of like a... This is like, oh, what's, I don't, know, I don't know. Well, basically, I don't know how to explain it, but basically seeing a star 400-meter hurdler run the flat 400, win the race, Femke Bowl runs 49.75. Big PB from her 50.3, 49.75, first time under 50. We know she can do this because we see what she splits in four by fours and obviously what she can run in the, the 400 hurdles. Uh, but I see this. I see Femke Bowl run 49.7. And then I think about Sydney. And I'm just like, holy shit. Like, Sydney is going to. Sydney can run 48 seconds on an, in an open four. I don't know if we'll get it. But, like, by transitive properties, which is a very scientific and factual way of predicting people's times. It's just simply transitive properties. 49.7 for Femke Bowl equals a 
according to Gordon's conversion calculator, 48-8 for Sidney McLaughlin. So that's my prediction now. When Sydney runs her 400, she's going to run 48-89. And then call it a day. That's the official takeaway. It's kind of funny. My official takeaway from a race that Sydney's not in, in a race that Femke Bowl wins in 49-75, you know, uh, Taz Marek, the Polish runner, runs a big PB, runs 49.86. Is I just think like, all right, what's Sydney going to do? That's how good Sydney is. She's just like taking over my mind on other people's races. So, but yeah, Femke Bull, good race. Uh, two Jamaicans go 3-4. McLeod and McPherson run 50 low. Nothing too crazy. Uh, but yeah, start the countdown to when we get to see Sydney run a flat 400. Keep on going down the or back in time. Uh, the women's 3K, Safana San looks like she's getting her mojo back, wins this race. Um, Alicia Monson got fourth. I mean, it was a good field. There's a lot of talented runners. Time wasn't too crazy, right? I mean, they're all running in the 840s, low 840s, so nothing, nothing nuts. But Safana San now getting back into her winning ways. Um, we got to be careful because. I think we all the mid-distance and distance women got a little bit of a mulligan because Safan Hassan said, all right, you guys can win them all this year. But that's just this year. It's not going to stay like this forever. You may all be world champions, but 2023, I'm going to try again. And you better hope I'm not in your race. So Faith Kipiegan, uh, Sigai, um, Losing my brain. Uh, anyway, all the women who won, they're going to be, they're going to realize that was our only moment because Safana San's coming back. She runs 839, takes the win easily. Um, yeah. It looks like she's just getting into shape. First win, I guess not a first win. She won uh, that random Portland meet, but first like legit win of the year for Safana Hassan. All right, keep on going. Uh, this was a race I was looking forward to. There was a lot on the line here. I had to make some bold predictions here. I was trying to predict the men's 100. And if I was able to correctly predict the order of the top five, my podcast host, Kevin Sully, was going to come to my party tonight. And I didn't get it right. I was, I was off by a little bit. But it's okay. There will be future parties and future 100-meter dashes for me to predict to get Kevin to come hang out with me outside of work. So anyway, let's talk about this men's 100. Trayvon Bromel gets the win. Kind of makes sense. Bromel, uh, he's a good runner in, in these kind of non-championship round type races. He does pretty well in these like one-and-done type 100s. Gets the win, 995. Not Nothing too... Nothing too fancy. It was into a headwind. Marvin Bracey, second, 10 flat. Akeem Blake, 10 flat. Akeem Blake just beat Christian Coleman, ladies and gentlemen. He just beat the 2019 world champion, Akeem Blake. So I know Kevin was all on the Oblique Seville train. Even though Seville did have a great world championship, don't get me wrong. But Akeem Blake now running 10 flat, basically running the same time as the silver medalist and beating Christian Coleman. I like my Akeem Blake stock. I'm getting in. It's it's it's. I, I bought the dip, 
and I'm excited for my Akeem Blake in 2023 because this is a good performance for him out of Jamaica. Johan Blake was fifth. Uh, Eli Eli Hall was sixth, and then you know, and then the rest. Uh, but it wasn't fast. And when you look at this times, you know, 995. It's nothing special. Ten flat for second. And then you look at what Shelly and Fraser Price did an hour later, running the world lead. It makes you think that like Shelly Ann is on another one. Like she is ready to roll. It ain't, and it ain't even close. So, uh, but Romel, Bracey, looks like all these 100 meter men, they're all kind of, you know, licking their wounds from going up against Fred Curley. And now they are uh, trying to figure out what they can do this second half of the year as the European season kicks off. So, but good run for Bromel. I mean, I'm sure Bracey wanted the win, but, you know, 10 flat. You know, I think he's just like, rinse it off and get ready for a new uh, a new race. Um, anything else from this? I mean, Coleman, he wasn't even in it, man. Like, 10-13. Are we ever going to have, like, okay, hold on. Has Christian Coleman officially been taken off the list of contenders? Got sixth at the world at Worlds. Runs it's fourth here, but it's like a distance fourth. Like he's running ten thirteen, where Akeem Blake is running ten flat, Bracey ten flat, and Bromel nine ninety five. Do we need to officially kind of just put away his 2019 season and his world title and be like, hey, that was three years ago. It doesn't count anymore. We may need to kind of recategorize you into the B or t- the, the B T the B tier. You're not in the A tier anymore. You know, I think that's what I'm gonna have to do. I think today marks the first day. Well, Christian Coleman is no longer a tier in the world. I mean, I'm even taking I'm taking off uh, Lamont Jacobs because I just want I want to. And so the 2021 Olympic champion and the 2019 world champion they're both not in the A tier anymore. I would say the A tier right now: Curly, Romel, Bracy. Say Seville, put Omanyala in there. I think that's it. Yeah. Curly, Bromel, Bracey, Omanyala, and Oblique Seville. Those are the five. That's my new contender tier. That's where the cutoff is. If you're one of those five, you are in the conversation for being the best in the world. If you're not, you got to do something to join that crew. Coleman was in there. Coleman was in there all this year, especially after the good indoor season. Who's in there, but Jacobs got taken out because now like with the injuries, you're kind of like, I, I, I just can't keep you in there for that long. And Coleman We've given him opportunity after opportunity to stay in that tier, and he's not grabbing it by the horns. So, Coleman, you're you're first in line to get back into that top tier, but right now you're in the B tier. Uh, the A tier is for those five: Bromel, Bracy, Curly, Omanyala, 
and oblique sudo. I don't make the rules. I just podcast them. Here's to Christian Coleman's next race to see if he can join back the top five tier that Gordon created. Um, other thoughts from this race? I mean, not much really, to be honest. Bromel, Bracey. I think it's kind of cool that Bromel and Bracey are training partners and their last names start with both BR. That's a stupid thing. Okay, I'm going to move on. Next topic. I am talking too much. This is what happens when I do the podcast solo. Um, women's 800. Oh, we'll just kind of hit the, the high lines here. Aja Wilson gets her first win over Sage Herter. Caught her on the home stretch. Sage Herter running 158. I mean, Sage Herter has, is currently ranked second in the Diamond League standings of the 800. Who had that on their bucket list that on August 6th, Sage Herta currently be ranked number two in the Diamond League standings in the 800. She just shows up and finishes well. Uh, men's 400 hurdles. Uh, Dos Santos, we, you know, we're talking maybe he's going to rip a fast one. He doesn't. He just runs 47.8. Nothing too crazy to talk about there. Um, field events, Mondo just jumped 6.10. Didn't do anything special. Um, yeah, a couple other things. Uh, women's hurdles, uh, Jasmine Camacho Quinn runs 1234. Um, it's still crazy thinking about this women's hundred hurdles. Uh, Toby oh, almost son did what she did. It's just like, what did we witness? So I can't wait to see her, uh, go up against the top women in the world again. So I'm not sure when Toby Amason runs again, but. Uh, I want to see if she can kind of replicate her crazy day on that last day of the meet when she ran 12-12 and then 12-0. Uh, but Jasmine Camacho couldn't get the win. I think that's it. This was a fun, it's nice to have track back, you know, a, a, you know, legit track back, like, you know, where everyone is there, you know, things matter. Monaco is up next. When is Monaco? The Monaco Diamond League is... Bring up my schedule. I think it's soon. Oh, it's August 10th. It's in four days. So four days from now, we'll be in Monaco. Well, we won't actually be in Monaco, but we'll be reacting to Monaco and then European Championships start. But before Monaco, we do have the Hungary and Sheshklefefefar. I said the name wrong, but a lot of these athletes that ran today are going to be in this Continental Tour meet in Hungary. and it's live on Flow Track. So check that out. That'll be on Monday. And then it looks like Wednesday is Monaco. And then the following weekend, Europeans start. So track is officially here to stay. Can't wait. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Enjoy your weekends. And we'll see you guys Monday morning at 9 a.m.